Hello everyone and welcome back to Sci-Fi Unchained. A couple of things I want to talk about before we get started. Uh, I have been away for quite a while, but that was all because I was working towards uh, getting more stuff for the content and working harder to ensure that I could have a uh, content period, that I could have the free time to do this because I love science fiction and I love watching where it's going, the impact it has, uh, and the kind of draw and conversation that it has, and that it spurns. A um, couple of things. We have a rumored Kylo Ren movie, I think. I think it's a Kylo Ren spin-off movie. Uh, not too sure how I feel. Well, I think I do. Uh, I would welcome it. Uh, I don't necessarily like Kylo Ren as a character, especially knowing what we could have had in um, Jason Solo, which is the character he's kind of modeled after. Um, but I welcome it if it does something like what Rogue One did for Episode 4 and kind of explain away some inconsistencies and some obvious you know, uh, questions that we would have about some material. So that would be great. Um, Jedi Fallen Order looks awesome. Um, I'm really hoping that it's not going to be uh, a DLC cash grab, though. Like, we only get about eight hours of gameplay, like of real gameplay that any gamer worth their salt could power through in about six hours. Uh, and then everything else is just all DLC. That would be that would be awful. But you know, I'm kind of expecting it at this point because games aren't what they used to be. Speaking of games, I would I, oh I would love another RTS, like a Star Wars RTS. Because um, I mean the proof is in the pudding. Star Wars Empire at War is still very much alive and thriving in terms of how many people play it. How many people are making mods for it? Hell, I still play it. I, I have 15 different mods for Star Wars Empire at War. And that game came, came out in like, I think 2005? It, it was a really long time ago. It was so, It's still such a great game. Um, I mean, Blizzard sees that, which is why they're releasing... Uh, OG Warcraft. Warcraft 3, I think both Reign of Chaos and Frozen Throne, uh, quote-unquote, reforged. They're just upgrading the, the quality of the uh, gameplay, the, the graphics and interactions and all that good stuff. Uh, which I'm super excited about because I grew up with that game in particular, that and StarCraft and Age of Empires, uh, Empire at War, obviously, things like that. Uh, so I love RTSs. I'm really glad that's getting uh, rebooted, as it were. Um, something I really, really kind of miss are hit, sci uh, hit science fiction series. Like, we don't really have another 
Firefly or Stargate or uh, Star Trek Next Gen, <laughs> right? There, there's no really one sci-fi series that's kind of taken us by storm. We had Westworld. Uh, Westworld was awesome. I loved Westworld. Uh, I didn't... I, I read Westworld a long time ago, but I, I barely remembered anything about it. Um, but I, I like Westworld for more uh, its exploration of certain philosophical and scientific ideas rather than it just being a purely awesome, badass science fiction show um, like we had in Stargate. Now, Stargate explored some of that, sure, but, uh, I mean, it was more of a, you know, exploration-based, like, what would happen in a real-world scenario kind of show. Uh, which would have been really cool. Stargate actually is what I really wanted to see out of a live action Star Wars series, right? And it's it's really easy. You just do the same thing that uh, games do. You just reskin everything, right? So SG-1 is just reskinned as, say, some, some Rebels or some Jedi. Um, Stargate Command is, you know, Rebel HQ or the, the Jedi Temple. Um, the Gold the, or the Empire, the Sith. Um, the, I mean, the, the parallels, kind of, the, the using Vong for the replicators. Pretty easy parallel. I mean... At least I think so. I think that would be a really cool idea. I mean, we are getting things like The Mandalorian and Season 7 of uh, Clone Wars, which hopefully will draw enough attention and give Lucasfilm the, the reason it needs to really uh, give us more uh, Star Wars show content, which we are getting in an Obi-Wan series. Um... Which I think is great, but it's very, very limited. I, I think they're going to run into the same walls that they did with uh, Thrawn, right? So uh, that, Timoth that Timothy Zahn ran into with writing this new Thrawn trilogy, right? He knows how Thrawn is supposed to end up, so he has to write in that parameter, right? There are certain things that he can do. So his, his freedom was cut off at the legs with what he could do. Um, and the, the proof of that is very obvious, I think, with how he wrote Thrawn before in the duology and the trilogy that came out years and years ago that uh, kind of really took the Legends material uh, and, and rocketed it into popularity and uh, got all of these other writers like one of my favorites Karen Travis and the um, uh, the commando books oh I love those it let's make a I really want them to take more inspirations from 
Legends material, like the Commando series. If we had, if we had a series like the Mandalorian that focused on commandos, that'd be so stinking cool. Um, and Lucasfilm and Disney, I think, do well in regards of focusing on what's popular, right, and capitalizing on it. Any good marketing team will tell you, well, that's an avenue that's very safe and um, is, is what we should really go on, which I think is what they got wrong with um, uh, Galaxy's Edge, because we, I, I've seen very conflicting reports um, that Galaxy's Edge has been a failure, that's been a success, right? And I think that that's due to uh, varied expectation numbers, right? Uh, the, the reports that are given are saying, oh, well, the revenue streams from Galaxy's Edge uh, keep it in the black, right? So it's, it's good. It's doing good. But based off of Disney's standards, uh, which to them, Solo was a failure, right? It, it was a complete failure. It did, I think, $30 million plus what its budget was, what it took to make the movie. It made $30 million on top of that, which to them is utter trash uh, in terms of what they expect out of a big-budget film, um, which is, I, I think is kind of crazy, but, it, I mean, to me, $30 million is a lot of money. <laughs> uh so it, it it could be that it could be people looking at it that way i i don't know but i can see the validity in what in why people are saying that it's a failure because they're focusing on things that aren't nostalgic right things that aren't going to draw in uh, crowds my age and older that grew up with the prequels and the books and the games and the original trilogy Right. So there's all this new stuff. And the new stuff can be cool. The new stuff is, I, I think, is really, really fun. Um, one character that has turned out to be my favorite from Disney Star Wars is Hera Syndulla. Right, who survives past um, Endor. She, she starts off in Rebels, survives past Endor, is in the... Uh, Alphabet Squadron book, and I, I'm not sure that she does die anywhere. I, I think she still survives um, into the uh, New Republic era, the First Order era, I think. Um, I'll have to do a little bit more research on that. But I, I really thoroughly enjoy Harrison Dulo's character. So there's, there's stuff like that that uh, I think will, will be the new Star Wars' saving grace. Uh, or things like Rogue One, which was an actual war movie, which was really, really stinking cool. Um, especially if we're thrown things like, uh, you know, a third Death Star, God forbid. 
which is also where I think the marketing team comes in <laughs> again with them throwing Palpatine at us in episode nine. Uh, they're like, look, we have to have a clinch hit here. <laughs> we're, we're losing them. We're losing them. How do we get them back? Uh, let's throw an old favorite at them, Palpatine. Um, which I think stands on the, a razor's edge between being a really, really great idea and absolute garbage, right? Because we've seen Palpatine come back before. And uh, we, we saw him come back in the Dark Empire comics, which how he did it, and the reason his spirit kept coming back from Star Wars hell was actually terrifying. And it took all of the Jedi spirits that were there, I think there were like 30 of them, plus Qui-Gon Jinn, they had, they had to keep him encased in like this spirit world force magic uh, to keep his spirit locked in Star Wars hell. And that's terrifying. Uh, so hopefully it comes with uh, the same kind of weight this new uh, Disney Star Wars Palpatine we'll see we'll see um, so something else that's been on my mind has been uh, the lack of science fiction in other mediums right I, I want to see science fiction plays. Uh, I'm a huge theater practitioner myself, and I would I would be ecstatic if we saw sci-fi horror plays. Now, plays are a medium that are used to uh, explore things and ask questions more so than television or film. Um, Especially because of the audience or audiences that are that they're playing to, um, but I think science fiction can be used to great effect in the in that regard, uh, and I would I would love to see that. Um, I would love to write something like that, though I I think that would be way way down the line because I'm still kind of teaching myself a whole bunch of things. Uh, writing being one of them. I, I write every day. Um, I make it a point to read, write, draw uh, every day to kind of expand my knowledge on uh, certain, certain things, certain avenues that I could possibly go down in the future, like writing a science fiction play. Also, the, the, the mechanics of that would have to be so exact, right? They would have to be, uh, it'd be, because it's impossible, well, not impossible, but it'd be incredibly, incredibly hard or high budget to have, say, phasers <laughs> or blasters that work on stage. You'd, you'd have to almost come up with uh, a new kind of technology for it at least a new kind of te technology that hadn't been used in theater practice. Which would be uh, so something that I would love to go into innovation with. It just takes a lot of research and funding. So that's something I want to see. I want to see science fiction 
help bridge some gaps, answer some questions, and be a big entertainment medium, especially. And that, I think that goes with the evolution, where we guide science fiction on its evolutionary path. Because where science fiction used to be, say in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, right, was monster films, monster movies, right? They weren't science fiction horror movies, they were monster movies, right? With the Wolfman, the Mummy, um, the, the era of Lon Chaney and Bela Lugosi. Now you had science fiction um, influences for sure, uh, like Dr. Frankenstein, that, and that, that had a huge, huge impact on film and television. Especially when the era of syndication came around with Gilligan's Island really being the first one to uh, kind of spur the idea of syndication. And then, of course, the first science fiction show that really capitalized on that was Doctor Who. Unfortunately, what that does mean is there's a whole bunch, there's whole seasons of Doctor Who that you can't find anywhere. So, yeah, I think um, that really shows that we have to we have to actively guide the evolution of where science fiction goes right we have to um, we have to uh, help nurture its development and its growth and what it turns into and where it can take us what questions it answers for us and what questions it can provide for us now, right? Like uh, science fiction movies and writings, novels, series, they, they predict so many things. They predicted iPads, cell phones. Um, they predicted uh, Star Wars technology, right? Like laser technology that, uh, say, Jerusalem uses for its Iron Dome. And that stuff is super, super cool. Uh, so I, I think we can definitely turn to science fiction in that regard to help us really explore the future. Uh, so that is all I have for today. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning back in. And stay tuned for future uh, Sci-Fi Unchained content. Well, that is all for right now. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained content. So for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.